0: a lot of times folks in most churches they don't know what to think except for those who call themselves holiness churches we don't really talk about the holy spirit that much in in church tonight i would like for us to uh to share uh out of john chapter 14 if you'll turn in your bibles there and talking about illness and things there's uh A list of the thinking about illnesses and and disease and things. Uh, we've become more and more um, adept at what ails our bodies nowadays. Uh, my girls in the past have asked me, "Daddy, uh, did they not have cancer back a uh, hundred years ago, or did they not have uh, this or that?" And and I, I just told them, "Look, I, I think." Those diseases existed. They just we just didn't know anything about them. We we might have called them something else uh, years ago because we didn't know what it was. Um, but uh, nowadays we have cancer and we have AIDS and we have uh, things like Ebola and rabies and we have uh, 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 Lou Gehrig's disease and uh, we have uh, Alzheimer's and. Uh, we have diabetes and cholera and malaria and uh, there's all kinds of of different scares i, I know uh, a couple years back there was uh the scare with the mosquitoes what was that called uh, uh west nile disease and uh there was concern you know about people uh don't leave any thing out in your yard that might collect water it, uh, you might attract uh, mosquitoes and get West Nile disease and I think it's there's still a possibility we just don't talk about it as much anymore as we used to um, you know uh, we learn a lot of things about how to better care for ourselves out of the results of some of these diseases that uh, that have plagued mankind over the years and um, you know uh That brings to mind, um, you know the origin of Ring Around the Roses? Y'all know that little uh, thing that children used to do? I I know I used to play it with my girls. uh, You hold hands and you circle around, around, ring around the roses, pocket full of posies, ashes, ashes all fall down. You know, that that originally originates uh, with uh, the Black Plague. Uh, because people would carry roses that they thought carrying around fresh flowers, roses in their pockets would keep away the plague, and it was all about uh, people dying from the plague um, we 've been plagued by all kinds of diseases over the years, and we the more we learn, the more i think de- uh, the more deadly life becomes because we know more and more about what can uh, kill us uh, years ago. Uh, you would hear people talk about the consumption. And, uh, you know, a lot of people died from tuberculosis. A lot of people died from just simple things like chicken pox that we don't even think about that much anymore. Uh, But all kinds of diseases that uh, have... Uh, plagued us and we learn more and more and we learn more of those diseases and one of the things that fascinates me is uh, back when my dad was having to go to the doctor because of his heart one of the first things they would do when uh, he would get to the hospital after uh, feeling bad and realizing there was something wrong they'd take blood They wouldn't necessarily do uh, blood pressure. They would do some of those other things, but they would draw blood. And they would, amazingly, they could see from his blood if he had had a heart attack. They uh, would be able to see that his blood had enzymes in them. And they could tell him, "Well, you've had a heart attack, you need to or and for for what it's worth, I think they can still do that, uh, even if you've had a heart attack sometime in the past many years, they can uh, take blood and they can see a certain level of enzymes in your in your body and tell if you've had a heart attack at any time within so many years. It's just amazing what they can uh, find out, and one of the reasons that they draw blood, so many times is because they know what's inside is so significant related to our health we go to the doctor i know when i go to the doctor for a checkup that's one of the things that they always do is is draw blood they want to see uh what's going on in my Uh, body and what's going on in my life and they want to see my sugar you know uh, name some things that they find out from your blood sugar levels they find out uh, you know if how how high your potassium is and they see uh, what your white cell count is if you've been sick or not Uh, they look at your red blood cells and all those things all those things are so important now I'm not in any way a doctor but But what is inside counts so much. And for the Christian, that's true too. What's inside counts so much for us in terms of how healthy we are. And that is what leads me to the Holy Spirit. Um, We're going to start tonight a series of studies about the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is something that, like I said, for many in many churches, is just not discussed that much. We talk about Jesus a lot. We talk about Jesus a lot of times around Christmas and around Easter. Uh, a lot of times we we talk about God and we talk about uh, God and His love and we talk about God and His judgment on sin and we talk about God and His plan for our life and, so, and things. But rarely do we preach sermons on the Holy Spirit. So for the next several weeks we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. And tonight we're going to begin that w- with looking at John chapter 14 and, and um, beginning at verse 15. Right here in this passage of Scripture that we're going to read you will see uh, definitively the Trinity. Now, the word Trinity is not going to be in this passage of Scripture, but you will see the Trinity uh, referenced by Jesus Christ Himself uh, in these uh, three verses. It says, verse 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and He shall give you another Comforter, that He may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And so tonight we're going to look at some different things about the Holy Spirit that's evident in this passage of Scripture. And I want you to look with me, if you will, and we're going to learn some things about the Holy Spirit tonight. We're not going to learn everything there is about the Holy Spirit tonight uh, because i got to spread it over uh, several different sermons, okay? So uh, we're going to learn some of those things from this passage of Scripture. We'll learn other things later, so don't come up to me and say, well, that's not all there is about the Holy Spirit yeah, I get that. We're going to talk about several different things about the Holy Spirit each time and we'll, we'll not cover everything about the Holy Spirit uh, because basically, here's the thing. I, I heard a great uh, definition years ago and that was, if I can define God, He's not much of a God. If I can tell you everything there is about God, then there's not a whole lot about Him. You can look at me and you can tell me a lot of things about me. You've experienced a lot of things with me. You know me. You know some of my background. You don't know all my background, but it's conceivable that you could know uh, my whole background and my whole life. Uh, You may have family members that may know you from the time you were a little child until today and could tell you just about everything there is about you. But we can't do that with God because He's God. He is too big, too great, too uh, overwhelming for us to, to be able to define and put, uh, as they used to say, put in a box. It's the same way with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is one of the persons of the Trinity. He is uh, God Himself. And as such, He's greater than we can ever explain completely. What we do know about the Holy Spirit is from God's Holy Word. And so we're going to talk about the things that we can know about the Holy Spirit. Tonight, uh, first of all, Jesus says, If you love Me, you'll keep My commandments. And I will pray the Father that He shall give you another comforter that He may abide with you forever. First of all... uh, uh, we need, to, uh, we need to understand that that the Holy Spirit is abiding with us because we are a follower of Jesus Christ. He says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. He, he ta- he's talking about uh, the requirements, the uh, what it is to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And the few verses before that, in this verse, he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you... Uh, and <clears throat> He's talking about uh, having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Verse 13, he says, uh, Whatsoever you ask in my name, and will uh, uh, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. He talks about uh, uh, verse 12, If you believe on Jesus Christ, uh, the works that I do, uh, that you should be able to do those works and, and those greater than... Uh, Than he has done, so he 's talking about those who have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and first of all, we need to understand that that uh, the Holy Spirit is a comforter, one who would who comes to abide within us, and he comes and abides within us when we come to know. Uh, Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. He, abides, he is a element of the, pers- uh, the personhood of the Trinity, and he, is, he serves as a different function from that of God the Father and God the Son. And Jesus says, um, He's talking Himself, and He's talking about Himself, and He's talking about uh, the time in which He'll uh, depart, and he says, I will ask the Father and he will send a, uh, a comforter. And that he would send the Comforter. And so he is distinguished separate from Jesus Christ and separate from God the Father. He has a different function. Uh, and if you'll notice in the Scripture, whenever Jesus talks about himself and he talks about the Father, he talks about uh, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, he speaks about uh, different uh, responsibilities, different responsibilities, uh, uh, task that, uh, that each of them have. Jesus Christ was, uh, was, ta- it was uh, His task was to be the Savior of the world, to come and to be a sacrifice for us. God the Father has a different role in the Trinity. He is the one in which uh, Jesus Christ uh, uh, submitted Himself to uh, he prayed to the whole, uh, to God the Father. He prayed uh, that God would keep his disciples and would uh, watch over them, and and that he prayed for his disciples to uh, God the Father. And here he speaks of the Holy Spirit as one who will come to those who follow after Him. Secondly, He is a Comforter. That uh, name Comforter uh, there is. Uh, in capital letters if you notice that that means it's more than just simply um uh a description of who the holy spirit is but it is uh it is a uh definitive thing the word there is paraclete paraclete and that is uh one who stands alongside uh that that word there uh, represents uh who the holy spirit is one who comes, uh, and that word is mainly associated with uh, a court of law. And uh, when you have uh, a court system, both back then in Jesus' day as well as now, uh, when you stand before a judge and you're the defend, uh, defendant, uh, you have one who represents you before the court. And you call that person a lawyer, right? Uh, we have representation, one who speaks upon on your behalf. Uh, Jesus, uh, during His day, they had lawyers as well. It seems like those things have been around forever, just like roaches, you know? Uh, uh, of course, not all lawyers are bad, but uh, anyway... Uh, lawyers were there to stand alongside of you in a, and defend you, comfort you, be your representative. And that's what this word uh, uh, originally means is one who stands alongside of you to represent you. And to be your representative, to comfort you, to give uh, uh, comfort in your time of need, and so we learn that the Holy Spirit, uh, secondly, is one who is uh, a uh, alongside, not just simply one who is is there but is one who is alongside of us, always with us, there for us, to represent us, to comfort us, to, to, aid, our, uh, to aid us whenever we have uh, need within our life. And so Jesus says that He is, to, he is going to pray and uh, that God the Father will send you another comforter. Jesus was already acting as a comforter, and <clears throat> so backing up to that word, another. There's significant about that. Have y'all heard this before? Another references one who is the same but different. One who is very, is he's talking about himself. Another one, other than Jesus himself, but one likened to the original, and so. Uh, we have to understand that uh, the Holy Spirit is, is a lot like Jesus, but he is one who is uh, serving in a different role, one who is come to comfort us in the same way that Jesus brought comfort to his disciples while he was there uh, in ministry in person on the earth. And so uh, Jesus says, I, I will pray unto the Father that He will send another comforter that He may be, abide with you forever. <clears throat> Real quick question. When? It, when is forever? Forever is forever, right? It's just a little bit of a trick question but it's not really we think about forever and we think of all of time right we think of well forever is forever it's it's from here until always but we have an inclination uh, to think of forever as having some limitation don't we well forever has a beginning because Jesus is talking about having the Holy Spirit come, uh, that God would send the Holy Spirit and be with us, abide with us forever. Well, there is a beginning in that. And a lot of people, uh, without even thinking about it, you probably think, well, forever ends the end of our life, right? Well, forever probably doesn't include uh, uh, throughout all of, of time after Uh, jesus comes again there's no indication that that forever ends then have you ever realized that when jesus is talking about the holy spirit being with us he's talking about throughout all of eternity when we get to heaven as well well why do uh, you say well preacher why would we need the holy spirit with us forever well why wouldn't we want the holy spirit with us forever when we go to heaven, the whole deal, the whole understanding is, is that what makes it heaven is not the pearly gates. It's not the, it's not the streets of gold. It's not the mansion on the hillside. What makes heaven heaven is not just simply being able to be with family that's passed on before us or may come after us. What makes heaven heaven is being there with God, being with Jesus, right? So it stands to reason that we'll be in all eternity with the Holy Spirit as well. And so uh, when Jesus says that He would be with us forever, when you accepted Jesus Christ into your heart and your life and the Holy Spirit came upon you, He came upon you now as a prelude to what it will be like in heaven, to be in the presence of God forever. You've got the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, in your life forever. As a Christian, you already have the, the presence of the Holy Spirit within you. You already have the presence of God in your life. And whether you realize it or not, that in those terms, we already have a slice of heaven within us. We're carrying around within us, within our life, a slice of heaven already. Uh, because and And look... When you go back and and you remember we just a couple of weeks ago we talked about Saul and about his life and we talked about him and how he missed it just by that much remember that um, and there was a time in the, his life in, there in First Samuel where we were reading. It says when he, after uh, Samuel anointed him, and Samuel told him to go and he would find the donkeys in a certain location, in a certain place that he was looking for, it's, the Bible says that he turned, and as soon as he turned away from Samuel, it says the Holy Spirit came upon him. His he was changed, and then later in First Samuel, towards the end of the book of First Samuel, you'll read. that that the Spirit of God left Saul. And and a dark spirit came over Saul and the Spirit of God left him and he didn't even realize that the Spirit of God had, had left. Do you realize that we don't have to ever worry about that? Because when Jesus said that He would pray that another comforter would come upon us and when He comes upon us, He would be with us forever. He never leaves us. uh, We don't worry about that. In fact, when you read about uh, over there in Judges, you'll read other uh, people like Samson that had the Spirit of God fall upon him when he performed certain things. When he... Uh, showed great uh, feats of strength. The the Bible says the Spirit of God fell on him and he uh, killed all these Philistines. He did this and he did that. But the Spirit of God left him when his hair was cut. And then at the end of his life when he prayed that God would help him uh, after he had been blinded and he was there in that big coliseum he prayed and the holy spirit came upon him and he was able to move the, the pillars and co- uh, cause the great destruction we don't have to worry about the holy spirit ever leaving us the, jesus says that once we accept him as lord and savior he comes into our life and he comes into our lives forever And it says, And even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth Him not, neither knoweth Him, but you know Him, for He dwelleth with you and shall abide in you. And lastly, we see that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. This is the first really big key for... One of the major attributes of the Holy Spirit, He is the Spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is the one within us that tells us when we're reading Scripture, if what we're reading and what we hear, when we when you hear someone preaching, oh yeah, that's the truth. I can see it in the Word of God and I know the Spirit of God is telling me that's truth. It is the discerning Spirit. Uh, you go through and look in... in uh, Ephesians, where you're reading about the fruit of the spirit, and it says the fruit of the spirit uh, uh, involves a discernment of spirits. Uh, the Holy Spirit uh, helps us to understand and know truth when we hear it. When we hear uh, someone uh, talking and sharing, we know the truth because the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. And if we, uh, uh, when we ask and to know if God is speaking to us and, and if the, if God is telling us to do something in our life, t- telling us a direction to go, it is the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, that reveals that within our heart and life. So you've got not only within you, you have the Holy Spirit, a part of the Trinity of God within you as a Christian. He, is, he abides within you because uh, when you accept Jesus into your life, Christ uh, asked the Father to send Him to us that He is uh, one who comforts us like Jesus comforts us. He is uh, one who is with us for all eternity. Every time we go through something, when we pray to God, uh, the Spirit of God is with us. And He is comforting us and helping us through those circumstances, those situations. And He is the Spirit of truth teaching us and telling us uh, the truth from His Word, helping us to know and understand the truth of God, helping us to know the truth of His Holy Word so that we might be able to, to know what we believe is true. So these are things that we need to understand about the Holy Spirit of God and we need to take those things to heart. We need to to understand those things so that as we walk in Him and as we seek to live by Him that we understand and we know that we have... Uh, the Spirit of God within us, that He is there to guide and direct us. He is there to help us to know the truth. And He is there with us always. Even when we're going through the most difficult times in our life, when we're going through the hardships of our life, He is there to be the uh, the comfort in us, the comforting hand of God within us throughout all those things. To guide us, when we need to uh, to do the things that God calls us to do, to be the hand of God upon us, so let's pray that God will guide and direct us, that His Spirit will be upon us, and that uh, let me just say this. When we say those kind of things, what we really mean is, is that we'll be attentive to the Holy Spirit. He's with us always. He's there. Even when we sin, the Spirit of God is with us. And He's drawing us back to, to uh, a right relationship to God. And we'll get into those aspects of the characteristics of the Holy Spirit uh, the next time. But, but um, He is always with us. And so when we talk about uh, uh, the Spirit of God guiding us, it's talking about uh, what we're talking about really is being able to be attentive to the, to the Spirit of God. He's always speaking to us. It's just a matter of whether or not we'll listen, whether or not we're, uh, we are willing to listen to His direction in our life. And so let's pray for that, that God, uh, God's Spirit will, uh, 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 that we will be willing to listen to His Spirit and that we'll be willing to hear His direction in our life. Dear Gracious Father, Lord, we praise You and thank You for Your great love. We praise You for Your presence in our life and for the comforting hand of Your Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray that You would help us to be sensitive to Your Spirit within our lives. Lord, that we might uh, listen to Your uh, 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 direction and Your correction in our life that we might follow after You and do the things that You call us to do to be effective for You and to to serve You. And Lord, help us to feel Your comfort in our life when we go through our difficulties and our struggles, when we endure hardships and and struggles and pain in our life. Help us to, to... to feel Your presence and Your comfort in our, in our lives. When we feel temptation, when we feel uh, a desire to, to go away from You, Lord, help us to be attentive to Your Holy Spirit in our life, that You would lead us and guide us in Your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.